Hello everybody, thank you for joining me once again. I hope your day is going well. Um, today is episode number four. Episode number four. And I'm really excited because I feel that there's so much to come and I'm seriously believing that this is a godsend to uh, be able to start this podcast. And I really pray uh, this morning as I am recording this podcast that you will not just be listening to this for the sake of listening to it that you will have something to hear I want to encourage you to see this podcast as you know when a messenger takes a message to the person who is receiving the message so whatever we're going to be discussing today please see it as a message from god to you uh ignore the messenger ignore me <laughs> uh just just take the message think about it and uh, and let it sink in let it help your understanding of who god is and let it help you to resolve your commitments to him uh this morning we're going to be looking uh, at the chapter three of this small but mighty book in my hand uh, going to, uh, the book is uh, the battle for the young and uh, as i've said it's a small book but there's so much to digest in the book chapter three is called the raging battle um a bit of a recap from the last episode that we've uh, that I released last week is uh, looking at the prime time, the purpose of your youth, why your youth is so, so important. Uh, we looked at the fact that when you're young, your energy is the greatest, and that is actually when you're, when you're laying the foundation for your future. And everything you do while you're young, you're definitely going to re- reap the reward of them, or they're going to impact your future. Whether you do those things consciously or unconsciously your youthful action and exuberance and energy is going to affect your future so it's good to pay attention to how we live when we're young now and one last point is that uh, from last episode is that whenever you realize the truth is the moment you should start acting on it and for me it's important to know that you might be 40 years old and hearing these things but class that as your youth because you can't do anything about your past. Now you can do something about this right moment and going forward. Thank you again for joining me on Future Inspired Podcast. And I do hope you'll remain blessed as you uh, listen. And I hope that you will have an action plan, something you can take away to... to, to um, to execute and you're not just going to listen and forget about it so we're gonna read chapter 3 the raging battle chapter 3 the raging battle there is a raging battle between God and the devil it is all about you Both God and the devil equally believe in the young man and in the young woman. If you get into the heart of the devil today, 
the greatest mobilization he's making is for the young person to become his own. And if you are able to get to heaven to look into the very heart of God, it is it will surprise you that God is tremendously yearning for the young person. The Bible says in Psalm 127, 4 to 5, As arrow are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. That scripture even says, happy is the man and not happy is the God. This is to tell you that apart from God and the devil, even a man is happy if his quiver is full of young people. The real battle of this world are about capturing the young people. When you understand this battle, you will understand why you are facing all the conflicts that you do as a young person. You will understand why you are confronted with all the challenges that you that are coming your way. You are at a serious junction of choice in life and you dare not throw your life into this boxing ring or make any decision without a definite divine guidance. As a matter of priority, you need to come into a fresh encounter with God right away so that you can hear him speak clearly to you on what you must do with your youth in preparation for the years ahead. What makes it urgent is that there is a fierce battle come back for the for your life. What makes it urgent is that there is a fierce combat for your life and it will either make or mar you for life. You cannot be passive. A yes to God is a no to the devil and an indecision for God is equally a welcome to the enemy who is seeking whom to devour. As a person, where I have reached in life today, including the wife I married, is a result of the choice I made long before today. Whatsoever your destiny will unveil tomorrow cannot in any way be different from the choice you are making now that you are young. I urge you to read this with eagerness and serious determination to break forth into the supernatural with God and pitch your tent henceforth where your destiny will be helped. From this chapter 3, it's continuing from what we've been reading before. We're understanding the importance, we've understood the importance of being young and why my youth has a really, really important use for the devil if I give myself to him. Yeah, my youth has a very important use to God if I give myself to God. But this chapter is also shedding a light on other another area where even human beings will value our youth. You know, as we've seen in the first chapter where an elderly, elderly man and elderly woman wish they were young where they can make changes that they needed to make in order to give themselves a better future. But in this chapter, what I was uh, realizing is the fact that there is a consciousness that I am supposed to live with because my life is not in isolation. 
it's like I'm living between in a battlefield where God is constantly fighting the devil for the ownership of my life. But the bizarre thing is I have the right to choose who wins this battle because God is convincing me through his promises that he is the one who can make best use of my life. But the devil is deceiving me at the, on the other end saying, look, God doesn't even exist. God just wants you to have, you know, to not have your freedom. God does, just doesn't want you to have fun. Don't want you to make your own choices. Just wants to enslave you. And the devil brings all these thoughts to us just so that we can see God as non-existent or a fallacy. But this is making me realize that if we can only think through how we live our life and look through all these things that we have been doing with our lives so far which of these things has given us a good ending is it the the relationships we've had is it the uh, indulgences we've given ourselves and our bodies to where have this have they taken us so we need to start questioning these things how how right am i in thinking god doesn't exist or how right am i in thinking god does not really have interest in my submission to himself the other thing i also see is that in the society today we can see that protests and you know when there's going to be an opera or uprising against the government it's usually led by the young people because they have the vigorous energy they've got a zeal to rise up against something that they dislike so we can see how even young people have been mobilized for human cause in this society is because young people have energy when you're young you have energy you have serious determination to do what you want to do it's serious because you you only know the difference between being young and being old when you get older and you look back at how energetic you used to be and we realize that even the society today see the young people as key because young people are seen to be able to protect the culture of the old so if there's a culture that is dying the only way to revive that culture is to impute into the young people the culture so as they grow and they can keep passing it on and in the same way it's about legacy if there's any lasting legacy such as the the, the life of Christ that we are touching today is because young people, people like Daniel, people like uh, Nehemiah, you know, young people, even Samuel, Jesus is a very, very good example. Many of the disciples weren't really that old when they started to walk with God. They weren't in the young, in the youth, but the moment they got going with God, they quickly realized what they were being called into. So you've got a lot of good examples of people who have carried the legacy of Christ from one generation to the other, and that's why we have it now. And we also must step in to also be carriers of that legacy because the thing is, we are always carrying one legacy or the other. If you decide not to carry the legacy of Christ, you will be carrying a legacy that belongs to the world system. And you will only be carrying this legacy of defeat, legacy of suffering, 
and legacy of 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 emotional downfall you know that brings about people having anxiety sickness diseases never really at rest always at war that is the other legacy that is on the other side of the table to the legacy of christ and it's very important for us to bear in mind that everyone understands that our youth is essential but the only issue is that sometimes we the young people don't realize this we don't realize that our youth has importance that's why we find it so easy to give ourselves away to so many things like idleness lust you know on 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 ho- on uh, uh, friendships that gives you nothing you know wrong pair a uh, friendship with with the wrong group giving your time to the wrong things um i can't even explain when you come to understand that your time is so precious it's like it's like the clock never stops the time keeps flying but there's so much to achieve but what are you achieving with your time and who are you doing what you're doing for that's a good question that we need to be asking ourselves on daily basis the third thing i've noticed is that you know god is yearning is yearning for my youth you know god is not out of date he's not the old god of israel you know he's the creator of everything we see in this world and he cares so much about us he created you and i and he has a purpose for you and i and you know you listening to this might be one of those ways using to guide you into your into into that purpose just understand why you really exist so god is yearning for me as much as the devil is also yearning for me and the passage that we read in psalm 127 likens that yearning to a warrior that has an arrow in his sack in his back sack you know a warrior is not useful if he hasn't got an arrow to fire and this is how god sees us god sees me like an arrow he can fire into the camp of his enemy to make a change the fire of the gospel he wants to place in me so that he can send me forth to go into the world and share the gospel to go into my workplace and share the gospel through my life through the words that he will put in my mouth he wants to fire me out into the society to be a politician for good to share the word of god with the people that really need it this world is suffering full of torment full of so much anxiety is one of the biggest issues we're facing mental illness is one of the things we're facing and a lot of people are facing domestic abuse they're facing on health relationships and they just don't know what to do a lot of people just don't think there's anything to life than to just kill themselves and we're we're seeing a an increasing number of suicide attempts and suicide deaths the only way to reverse this is to share the life of Christ with people so we can start to see that in Christ there is a purpose in the world there is no end and it's not surprising when people think suicide is the only way it's because in the world there's just nothing 
that 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 gives your life hope that hope is only in Christ um so it's so important for me to realize that there's a battle going on and God sees my life as valuable in winning this battle because I have the choice to make in order to make him win and the devil is also fighting for my choice as well and we are also seeing that God seriously is yearning see one way we can understand God's yearn, yearning for, for our life is by looking at Matthew 1 verse 21 and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. God sent Jesus Christ to come and save us from our sins. See, God wants to relate with us. Even when you choose God, you have to be able to relate with him. God is holy, he's righteous. Sin cannot will not allow us to relate with God the way he wants. And that's why God sent Jesus Christ to work in us, for me to dwell in Christ. And that's why we're looking at my identity in Christ. The moment I'm able to dwell in Christ, I can have full access. I have actually full access to all that God has for me. The moment I allow Christ to own my life, I have full access into God's promise. But God has sent Jesus Christ to give me this full access so that in him he can deal with my sinful life and this is now shedding light on how i can come to understand and to touch god first god wants me to understand how much he wants me and second through this passage realizing that the purpose of christ is so that he can give me the entrance into god's promises so that god can start using my life and by allowing Christ to give me that entry into God's promises I can ex- I, I can there's an unend, unending period for God's promises for me so what I need to do now is to realize there is really a battle all the things I face as a young person all this decision being you know life is tough you know a lot of us young people will face the battle between what shall I do with my future versus I want to be lazy, I just want to play games, I just want to stay at home all day, I just want to party, I just want to do this. We have all this conflict and we have so much energy, we just don't know where to put our energy. And we end up doing a bit of this, a bit of that. We end up making decisions today and going back on it tomorrow. But what God wants us to do is to realize that he has placed this energy inside of us for a reason. Let us decide that we're going to allow God to utilize this energy now while we're young because we only get this energy in a in a period of our life while we're young, while we're, you know, in our prime time. So once we've decided that we want to allow Christ into our life, we need to understand that the work of Christ is to deal with sin. And as we are arrows in the quiver of God, what God wants to do is to use us. Once he has dealt with a sinful life in us, once we have submitted ourselves into, into his hands, into his ownership, 
what God wants to do is to use us to spread that word, that promise of his, to spread it to other people. And that's why God calls us out of this worldly way of living into Christ's way of living so that God can fire us as an arrow into the midst of the world where the devil is seriously in control of people and God can place us in key places so that we can start to share the life of Christ with others and and as we have come to understand this promise of God and who God really is and who we are in Christ we can help others to see that as well and they can come in contact with God they can come in contact with Jesus Christ who can liberate them from their sins who can give them entrance into the promise of God and by doing this we are becoming useful this is the sole purpose of our life to allow the light of God to shine and by this a lot of people will be saved from their addiction to sex addiction to pornography addiction to to gambling addiction to drinking addiction to wasting time playing games endlessly and wasting their life God really loves us God really wants us to give ourselves to him This is the only way we can please God and please ourselves. This is the only way we can find usefulness for our life. A mighty man without battle weapon is a loser. This is why God is gathering us while we are we have the energy to come and become his messenger of peace to the world. God wants to send us to all corners of the world to share his mighty promise of peace, love and salvation to all men and women. And this is our purpose. This is what we should give our life to. And this is what this this is what I'm realizing from this passage. That God has serious intentions for my life. Nobody else has. A job offer cannot match this godly intention because then I'll be used and dumped. A offer of someone wealthy asking me to enter a relationship with them because of how I look or how you you know it doesn't it doesn't match God wants to give me an eternal reward an eternal purpose this is what he's calling me into now the fourth point I I, I picked out is that the devil pulls us in certain ways he uses sexual immorality he even like pull people into trafficking, into drugs, smoking, partying, clubbing, ungodly relationship, where their lives have been wasted, gaming, pranking, idling, money chasing. Even some young people find joy in just making fun of older people because of how they walk or how they talk. They're just like terrorizing others. These are ways the devil used to pull us and we need to open our eyes to realize that the devil is just using us because he's trying to distract us from the purpose of our life. That's why he's pulling us into these directions. The very last point I've uh, picked out is that as devil has his tricks and plans, God has his ways of drawing us to himself as well. 
but it begs the question you know as the writer says you know that you cannot be passive a yes to god is a no to the devil but on the other hand indecision for god is equally welcome to the devil it makes me realize that god brings us ways where we can hear about this gospel it's a gentle way he doesn't force himself on us it doesn't pull us and bind us like the devil tries to do god just need to god needs you really to allow him to come in if you don't they can't come in god is the biggest user of human rights god is the biggest respect of people in that sense but it's making me think that every step i take today leads me into a certain direction there are only two directions into the ownership of god or the ownership of the devil so this is why the writer wrote that as a matter of priority you need to come into a fresh encounter with god right away so that you can hear him speak now i need to draw close to god as he's trying to, god is trying to draw close to me and if i am to give god ownership of my life in order for me to live my true life's purpose i need to realize that every decision i make leads me either towards god or the devil so there is a you know every day we make decisions but that means that every day you're getting closer to the devil or you're getting closer to god and this is why it's so important for me now to seek to get closer to god because the moment you decide to get closer to god is to seek me and and i will be found seek me and i'll be found so if the moment we start to seek god that is when he himself starts to make himself known to us you listen to this podcast or you reading a bible passage god speaks to you through those things he might even speak to you through a person he might he can speak to you through any way that he chooses to speak to you but the thing to know is that god is seriously waiting to hear from us is waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting at the door just to hear from us just to say come on in god and the moment we say come on in he will come in because he is waiting we're not the one waiting he's the one waiting so i want to encourage you to please make it an urgent priority of yours to give room to these things and to desire god in your heart to welcome god in because the moment you welcome god into your heart you will be able to see more of this that we're talking about from this book don't be passive with god being passive is an indecision and indecision will mean yes to the devil devil knows how to force himself on you and it is only god that can help your destiny it's only god that can help my destiny so today what step are you going to be taking are you going to be taking a step of faith in, in towards god or are you just going to leave it to another day or are you going to turn your back and say oh this is rubbish it's your choice really but i pray that the lord god will open up your heart and help you to see that which is not physical physical 
will help you to see that your life is truly precious and while you've been suffering in the hand of so many so many people in the hands of so many circumstances god is saying to you i have use for your life why don't you let me in when you let god in he will open up the door to his unending array of promises and he will walk you through one promise at a time until all his promises are fulfilled in your life but time is running out you can't keep delaying this because you see you can only find god when he's near you can only seek god when he can be found so please let that be today father lord please open up our heart so we can hear you so we can let you in please help us to say yes to you and give you the right to win this battle for our life. Amen.